The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospel, Jesus talks about discerning false prophets from true disciples. And he says every good tree bears good fruit. Now let's apply that to the first reading where we have this great chapter 15 in the book of Genesis. Recall in chapter 12 of the book of Genesis that God called Abraham to leave the pagan land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. And he follows, he follows the voice. He leaves his home, his father, his kindred, his inheritance. And he goes out on a journey. And God gives him three great promises. First, I will make you, Abraham, a great nation. Secondly, I will make your name great. Thirdly, I will make you a blessing to the whole world. Now, we're in chapter 15. Some time has passed. Abraham is still childless. Notice what happens. Abraham is beginning to question the promises. So the word of God comes to Abraham in a vision and says, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham says, O Lord, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And then the Lord says, Look toward the heaven and count the stars. If you are able to count them, so shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. There's the good fruit, faith, belief. Yes, he was questioning, but he believed, and it was counted to him as righteous. And then the Lord says to Abraham, I will give you this land to possess. Now, although Abraham has faith, it's still not perfect. So he says, O Lord, how am I to know that I shall possess it? because he knows he's still childless. And then we have this great act of kindness by God. He elevates the promises to now a covenant. Now a covenant is not simply an exchange of promises, the breach of which takes the parties apart, but it's rather an exchange of persons, like a marriage. And this is what God is doing in chapter 15. It sounds rather strange, but it is a covenant ratification ceremony, or cutting the covenant. It was familiar at the time, so if two parties wanted to enter into a covenant, they would take animals and split them in two and line them up in a row, and then they would travel through the cut pieces with the implication that if one of them breaches the covenant, their fate will be like that of the animals, a rather severe penalty. 
But notice what happens here in chapter 15. God puts Abraham in a deep sleep, and the animals are cut, put in a row, and then as the sun went down, there was a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch that passed between the pieces of the animal. Now, smoking fire pot and flaming torch symbolize God. We know that from Exodus, where we have the pillar of fire that led the Israelites through the Promised Land. So actually it's God who is the only one who passes through the cut animals. Abraham is left out of it, which means God invokes a self-curse if Israel fails to keep the covenant. And that covenant is sealed with the blood of animals, so that the implication again is, and this will be fulfilled in the New Testament, Jesus Christ will go to the cross because of the continual breach of the covenant by the sin of Israel and humanity. And his blood will be shed on the cross. He pays the price. Now at the Last Supper, Jesus makes a new covenant in his blood. And that's what we're doing here this afternoon. We're participating in this new covenant because of the holy sacrifice of the Mass that we are participating in. Jesus said to the apostles, do this in memory of me, and that's precisely what they've done. We have the benefit now of taking in the blood of Christ, drinking his blood. Jesus has paid the price. So what fruit should we bear? Faith. And not just an intellectual assent, but a faith that works out in love like a marriage. Because we are married to Christ and his church. We are the bride of Christ. So let our response be that of today's psalmist. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. He is mindful of his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham and swore to Isaac. We are the beneficiaries of this great covenant. May we rejoice and be glad.